welcome to This, That, and Coffee, where I'm so happy to have you here. We are the motivational podcast for everyday hustling moms out there. I know how tough our everyday can be, and I hope my podcast gives you the motivation that you need. And no subjects are off topic here. Every now and then we'll have some guests joining us. We're going to be answering some Q&A. So go grab your cup of coffee and come listen in. Hey guys, welcome, welcome. I want to touch up on some top stories in today's world and then in my world, meaning our home. So number one in today's world, oh shoot, my phone fell. Number one in today's world that I kind of want to go over is COVID is still here. It's very much still here. Um, now we have all this variance and y'all, Fluorona. Hannah made some funny ass name up the other day and it sounded like Fluronis when we heard it on the news. We looked at each other like they definitely have our house tapped. It's a for sure thing. Um, I think I had coronavirus. I don't know. I tested negative twice. I still have two tests coming up that I kind of want to do. And then I kind of want to do the blood work too to kind of see like if I had it because if that was not COVID, I don't know what it was and I couldn't imagine what flu Rona is. Um, it was pretty awful, you guys. But, you know, now that we kind of got out of that, that out of the way, whatever. Anyway, please have good hygiene. Please protect yourself, your family, your children, and everybody around you. Um, I personally don't know if COVID kills without having an underlining health condition. I feel very bad for all the people who have lost family members. My heart goes out to everybody. So please, as we go into this brand new year, six days in, let's be careful. Let's worry about the people around us. Let's worry about our health. Wash your damn hands, drink your water, keep up on your vitamins, etc, etc. You guys know the deal. This is how it should have been from day one, grade one. Okay. Anyway, um, I want to talk about the holidays. I love the holidays. I love more that they're over. I think it's a very stressful time. I feel like I super used to be a good gift giver and now I'm kind of shitty at it. Um, I just, it's hard. People are making more money. They're buying themselves the things they want. So it's hard to go out and shop for people who you know they go out and get the best things for themselves anyways. So I'm like a trinket gift giver. Um, I like doing face masks, lip masks for the girls. I like doing socks, pajamas for my brothers and the guys in our family. I like to give coffee cups, obby. But I feel like it's been very hard. So I am a lot less stressed now that that's over. My house is cleaned from Clarissa. My house is clean from Christmas. I'm thankful to be able to share another Christmas with my family, but I'm also thankful that it's over. I feel like spring cleaning started a hell of a lot earlier in this house. Um, so with that being said, guys, I can now relax on the couch. Um, big news in our home. Steve has finally got me watching Yellowstone. He's been asking me for some time and I actually, I think I missed the whole first season because he was been watching it at work with the guys. 
and I had some spare time so I sat down on the couch while he was watching it and instantly I was freaking hooked. What have I been missing this whole entire time? Nobody's told me anything. I do see like the hats and the shirts and you guys I have to make a funny confession because <laughs> this is so embarrassing. Okay. Obviously, we live in Yukaipa, starts with a Y. Yukaipa High starts with a Y. And I would see that Y everywhere. And I'm like, oh, well, I wonder how these people know about Yukaipa. I wonder why they're. <laughs> I wonder why they're representing you, Kaipa. You guys, it's freaking Yellowstone. Oh my God. I'm so embarrassed to even admit that. When I told Steve that story, <laughs> the look on his face, I felt super embarrassed. And he was like, babe, really? Are you serious right now? And I was just like, I kept wondering and seeing it around and I didn't know. Well, now I freaking know. Oh my God, you guys, thank you for joining me and listening in today. I hope to have guest speakers on here soon. I want to do a table talk with coffee. Me and my girlfriends are a freaking blast. Um, I'm appreciative to everybody who clicks the link. Um, so let's get started on today's first episode. Well, today's first episode? No, let's get started on episode one because there's only going to be one a week. So I hope you guys have a great day. I hope you have a successful day and let's be mindful. Today I want to talk about situation awareness. I know that's going to sound really funny because that usually brings to mind about surroundings and being aware of your surroundings, but I actually want to talk about this. So move towards situations that make your soul happy in any aspect. Like, let me say that again. Move towards situations that make your soul happy. This statement means everything to me in our broken world. Things can be flipped so easily and it's nice to have things that work, that make you feel happy and worthy, things that motivate you, even make you smile. And I think it's so important to see that in our world today. And I know it's not a one fits all. Every person has different things that make them happy and things that stimulate their brain and move their soul and I think that's the beauty in the human race but once you get to where you want to be in a situation that does make you happy take a second and look around and familiarize yourself with those people because it's also making them happy those are your people make friends with them connect with them see why they're there I think it's really important to understand what it does for you and for someone else and I can totally understand as an adult how hard that can truly be, especially when you're new to something or when you feel uncomfortable. But when you feel uncomfortable, that is exactly when it starts to work. When you step out of those comfort zones and you put yourself in those situations that make your soul happy, give it some time. Nothing happens overnight. And I think it's really important to, again, surround yourself with situations that make your soul happy. I also
also have a saying that if it disturbs your peace, your inner peace, your heart, if you're thinking about it, you can't forget it. If it's dead weight, if it feels so heavy, you have to let it go no matter what it is and no matter what importance it has to you. If it's a friendship, a coworker, whatever it is, I think you just got to literally pick it up Put that crap in a bag and fling it off a cliff because I promise you once you do that, you'll start to feel better. You'll start to feel lighter. You'll start not to feel so heavy and like your inner peace will start to come out and you'll start being you. Um, I know this from experience and it was something that I hated to let go because I loved it, but I knew it was best for myself. And I think at the point that I was at, I truly understood my pros and cons and I had to weigh my options. Um, and it sucked, but it definitely helped. And between all these situations, I think you have to learn to love yourself. And when someone says bad things about you and you don't love yourself, you honestly start to believe them and you start to think that they're true. And I can see how people get down on themselves for things like that. I can see how people who are jealous or people who don't understand how much of weight that could be, why they would do that to you. And I will truly say that when people aren't happy, it shows. And if those people are happy, they don't want anybody around them to be happy. So I feel like you have to learn to not let people's perception of you or their opinions of you disturb you because I have a role and it sounds super bad and I'll leave out the bad words but if you don't love me or pay my bills your opinion doesn't matter um and that's not lightly that's me after years and years of going over things that I've like man what did I do or what did I say or how come this or why that but it disturbed my peace and I don't want to be around that anymore. And as uncomfortable as I was, I changed my freaking settings. I moved to different areas. I not like picked up my home and moved, but like friend wise, or I just said no and no is okay because those things were so heavy and I didn't want to be in a situation that was negative. I wanted to move towards the situations that made me happy. And I'm happiest when I'm with my kids, when I'm with my husband, my family, my girlfriends, that's me being my happiest. And I learned that that was okay for me. And not only that, even for a while I was by myself and it's like the sun shines. You can't compare the sun to the moon. They both shine at different times. But just remember, the sun and moon only shine alone. And sometimes that's all you need is just to be you. I think learning about your inner self, um, learning about your mental abilities, learning about your peace, learning about what things make you happy or what's going to make you strive. And I think if you go out there and you learn that about yourself, nobody can take that from you. Once you do learn it, it's a beautiful thing. Um, people are going to have their opinions, but again, if it does not bring you happiness or peace, then don't mind with it because everybody's going to have something to say. If it's good or if it's bad, they're going to say something. I guarantee it. I think sometimes it's really good also to have a mental break for yourself for whatever it might be. 
Um, <laughs> me and my sister-in-law were just talking about this the other day, how we work our best during housework. We literally work our best when we're on the phone. I know she's hustling. I'm hustling. I'm doing chores. She's doing chores. And before you know it, all of our chores are done when we could not do that off the phone. But for some reason, we absolutely motivate each other. And I freaking love it because it works for me and it works for her. And we can talk for hours and, and, I think our last conversation was two and a half hours and we both got everything done. That is a situation that makes me happy. Not only that, I'm freaking multitasking and accomplishing things that I needed to do. That wouldn't necessarily be my best 30 minutes or an hour spent in the house. I love to talk to her, don't get me wrong, but my time for me is at the gym. I think when I'm going to the gym, I'm not working just on my outer body. I'm working on the inside of my body. I'm working on my peace. I'm focusing on what I want to do today. It is my time just to be a single person in the sense of I'm not cooking or cleaning or I'm not doing homework or chauffeuring someone around. It is my time just to focus on me for me to do me. As you become a parent, you learn those things are so important. You can lose yourself in the midst of being a mom and a new wife. And although those things are beautiful things and they're great things, don't ever dim your best self for that. It's If you can't be the best you, you can no longer give the best you. I completely believe in that. Another thing I like to do since I kind of have free time now because the kids are at school um, I love when Steve's home, but I also like when he's working because I feel like my schedule stays on task better. Like I'm checking off boxes. I'm not cuddling on the couch. I'm not being lazy. I'm not running errands. Um, I like to go outside and I sit outside in the backyard, even just with my dogs. I just sit there and I write or I journal or I'm listening to a podcast or a crime story. Like I think those moments of peace throughout my day also help me be successful because I'm doing something that I want to do. I would say those things hit different. Um, in the morning, I've learned to kind of write my day out the best I can without pressuring myself or without feeling overwhelmed with the things that I have to do. Um, again, to me, that's, I love that. Like that's a personal thing that I like to do. Um, you know, I drink my coffee. Lately, it's been warm, which is weird. I never drink warm coffee, but I've been staying home in the mornings. For those of you who know, you know. Um, it's just little things like that that bring me happiness. Now, I will never, ever skip on a freaking lunch date with my girlfriends or with Steve. I'll never, ever do that. And sometimes they'll just disrupt my day. But if that situation brings me happiness, you bet your ass I'm going to be the first one there to sign up and do it. I don't think that um, staying on task has to be me 100% of the time. Lately, I actually find myself not being able to stay on task, which is kind of weird, not being able to finish anything fully. I'm constantly jumping around and I don't know if that's just me lately. But I'm definitely making checks on my checklist, which make me feel good. I'm 
going to leave some worksheets on the blog that you guys can fill out. And these are something you can fill out daily. You can fill them out for the month. You can fill them out for the week and you can make small goals. I think small goals are more effective than a long-term goal. I think you become more successful when you have a small goal. But I want you to print one out and fill it out. And then whatever your goal is, the week, the month, the six months, whatever it is, I want you to print one out again and fill it out and see your progress. We're never going to be perfect. So as long as we're striving for progress, I think it's super important to allow yourself to see progress. And for wherever it is that you want to be, practice, practice, practice. And remember, practice does not make perfect. It makes improvements. And over time, you will see the best version of yourself start to emerge. It didn't take you overnight to get where you are. So it's not going to take you overnight to fix any issues or situations that aren't making you happy. I do believe in time and I believe everything takes time. But time is a thief. And it'll rob you as fast as you let it if you don't focus and meditate and be intentional with that time that you do have. Back to situational awareness, I want to say that a lot of times in the past I have had a really hard time saying no. I've actually learned that no is not for them, it's for me. And that took quite a while, but saying no actually the first time felt really good. I am very reliable and I'm very dependable and I don't really work. And when I do, I'm very flexible with my hours. So I know that people know that about me. And in some instance, I feel like I was a little bit taken advantage of. Um, I know that my phone's going to blow up after this podcast asking who, what, when, where, and why. And I'll never tell because I left that situation that didn't make me happy behind me for a reason with every intention of not picking it back up and trying to fix the things that actually weren't wrong with me. I just put myself in a situation that wasn't making me happy and I constantly did it because I felt needed and wanted. And now that we've moved on from that, I actually feel really good and light and airy. I don't feel suffocated and I think that's really important for my mental health. And everybody's struggles are completely different and right now might be a situation that you think that you won't survive. But in six months, just turn around and see how far your growth is and how far you've been working on it and how much you've done to be in a different situation. Before you know it, you'll start to be where you want to be. I don't think that you can move past things unless you first love yourself and you're happy with the place that you are mentally, physically, and emotionally. I think that's step number one. I will say for me, that was 100% step number one. I kind of did like a little five-step thing for myself here. And I wrote a few things down and I'll read them to you. And they may work for you and they may not. But you can always write your own five steps, two steps, one step. However many you feel comfortable accomplishing in whatever amount of time you want to get them done. Because overwhelming yourself can also be very hard. And then again, you're in a situation that doesn't make you happy. You feel pressured. You feel stressed. You feel anxiety and overwhelmed. And those things are very hard on your body and your mind. And I feel like sometimes they can really consume your thoughts to where 
you can't do anything else but think about accomplishing those things. And that is not where this should be going for any reasons or circumstances. We are looking for situations that make us are happy. So I'm going to kind of go over my little five-step method. Again, this worked for me. Um, number one was loving myself. I did not love my physique about myself. So I got myself back into the gym. Um, before going to the gym, I started the keto diet. Um, for one week, I gave up all sugar. For the second week, I gave up carbs. For the third week, I combined the two, sugar and carbs. Well, by the third week, I was already there, but it was just more implemented with my food choices. And I did it for a total of four months. And in four months, I literally, after that three-week mark, I dropped a pound a day. It was freaking insane. I lost a total of 63 pounds. But after I got it down after that first month, I knew working out was the easier part for me. It was going to be in the kitchen. That was the harder part for me. So once I got the food down after about, maybe it was a little more than a month, a month and a half, I joined the gym and the two combined together um, for four months because keto is not a lifestyle. It is a diet. Um, it's actually bad for your liver if you do it for too long or wrong. But that was the first thing for number, like for me, number one was getting myself in the right headspace, figuring out what was wrong. And that was like a very 1.1 on the freaking list of things that I needed to do. I think number two on the list would, for me would be after like one and 1.1 um, would be time management. Hannah was still really little when I started doing all these things. She actually went to the gym with us a few times, Steve and I, before we actually started her in preschool. And during that time, my time management was super bad. I mean, I got the boys to school on time and obviously we ate lunch on time and everything like that, but nothing else got done, like nothing. And if you know me, you know that's not my style, but it's taken me, I mean, Hannah's nine, she went into preschool at four, so it's taken me all these years to kind of figure out like how to do things and manipulate them to my time. Because again, I just started putting myself first, so I, I wanted to be able to put that on the schedule and manage the laundry and the dishes and everything else. So number four for me was combining those things. And this actually took me probably like six months to know that it was okay if I skipped a day, but I needed to make sure that the situations I were I was in while skipping the day still made me happy, if that makes any sense. Um, I knew being at the gym made me feel good about myself, made me feel good about why I was there. That was a personal growth for me. It was hard because in the beginning, Hannah really didn't like to be in there. And that was very hard and very heart tugging for me. That didn't last very long before I started going to home workouts or Steve and I would work out opposite of each other just because I could not focus. Um, once we got that down and I worked on everything together, I literally started planning out my days like a mad woman from baby Steve being in soccer practice, Aiden speech therapy, Hannah going to school a few days a week. And at the time, even though we were only about 15 minutes away, um, 
her school actually was like 23 minutes away. She only went for three hours and I wasn't gonna come all the way home. And every single time I left her, I left very stressed and full of anxiety. Those mornings I did not go to the gym. Um, I was very out of whack. This is why the transition took me so long because she was so stressed out. They would have to pry her from my arms and she would cry the whole entire time and then the teacher would text me 10 minutes later out of sight, out of mind, and she's good. So again, once I kind of got everything in order and she learned that she was gonna go to school on certain days, I would prep her mentally for that. Um, I would schedule out our dinners and everything else and once I kind of got that in a flow, I learned to love everything about what I was doing. It made me feel very proud and very happy. At this point in time, the situations that I was in were making me feel really good because I felt like I had complete control over things that I wanted to do and how I wanted to do them. Like everything, I mean, from grocery errand runs to things like that. And then once Hannah transitioned to kindergarten, I started to meet a really cool group of girls. I absolutely love my friends and then started fitting in like hey, after drop-off, let's go and hike, or hey, after drop-off, let's go to brunch, or let's get coffee. Things like that made me so happy. Um, my older son's, my eldest son's friends, moms, I kind of never really got a chance to do that with. One, I didn't really get to know them as well as I wanted to. We were kind of new to the area, so Steve came in in third grade. And I felt like all the other moms were kind of established in kindergarten, which was totally fine. Um, but I also had Hannah and Aiden and they were younger and I couldn't really push them aside or daycare them while I was going to coffee or kind of meeting up for any kind of like mom function things in the morning. So with Hannah being the youngest, I had the availability to do that and the free time to do that, which made it really nice. And we literally have um move schools <laughs> i moved and moved back and i still have the same amazing group of friends and i love each and every one of them for very different reasons each one of my friends is so freaking unique and together our combination is killer <laughs> if you knew then you would know how much freaking fun we are and that is a situation that made me happy those were that was something that completely changed my outlook on things like I didn't work I didn't have co-workers I didn't have friends from high school I didn't grow up in this area so I think finding your girl group or like your girl gang or whatever you want to call it we call it PTA um it really was important for me and I'm not saying that I wanted to control the situation but I had control over the situation if I didn't feel good that day. I didn't want to take my heavy self to my girl group and sit there and be a Debbie Downer. And even though like that's what they were for and I know that they're going to come at me for that because that is why we're such a good group of friends. Like we talk about everything. Our text message was blowing up today and all I could do was laugh because it's so freaking us. Um... I just think it's really important to to contribute to those happy situations um, as well as be mindful of 
who you're with and what you're doing. Because sometimes I think it can be taken out of context with certain people who just don't vibe and you feel it and then that situation no longer makes you happy. And um, I guess it's not until you like really pinpoint it down to what it is that's affecting you. And then that makes you start to question everything you just worked so hard to freaking get to. And not fair by any. And it's not fair by any means for somebody else to steal your sunshine when all you're wanting to do is feel happy. I think that's important. So those are the five things that kind of worked for myself. A lot of contributors here. I'm telling you my husband's support, my kids being good, the group of friends that I have, a lot of contributors here. But until you get that one thing that makes you happy, down first, then you can no longer work on all the other things that your octopus mom arms are trying to do because that's how I was for so long. And it makes trying to be functional in situations even that much more harder. I remember there's times where I wouldn't do anything. Like I didn't want to go to family gatherings. I didn't want to eat in public. Like there was a lot of things that I've never talked about because I was just so unhappy with myself and my outer self and how I looked and having two babies back to back um, factored on my body and then being on birth control that didn't work for me in the sense of, you know, putting on the weight so drastically was a factor in my unhappiness. And once you kind of figure those things out and love thyself, then you can move forward with the other five things or four things or two things, whatever it is that you need for yourself to make you feel good and to make you know that you're worth it and to surround yourself in happy situations. Also in the mornings, um, drink your coffee, read your affirmations. I also think that self-pumping is a great thing. You're going to have two cheerleaders, one being yourself and you're the biggest cheerleader and two being your friends and your family and your supporters, everyone behind you. But you have to be the first one in line to cheer yourself on or else it's not going to work. So if building yourself up like me is reading morning affirmations or daily quotes or a Bible verse or, you know, putting diffuser bombs in your diffuser and making your house smell good and I like opening up the windows in the morning and letting the sun in I like sitting in the sun those small steps make big progress and I if you were to just try it you would completely understand I'm not saying try my steps but try steps for yourself again those are really small things that you can do in your home but it's situation awareness those things make me happy and I love it and it's grown on me because I wasn't always happy and I wasn't always wanting to do things that made me happy because I wasn't happy with myself. So if it wasn't happening in my home, I didn't want to partake in it. And that took toll on my family. That took toll on everybody around me because believe it or not, your happy face only lasts so long. And that's what I wanted to talk to you about today. And I hope you guys really enjoyed it. I hope if anything you guys take from this to surround yourself with happy situations. And if it doesn't make you happy, 
think about why it's not making you happy and try to fix it. If it's just one thing or a number of things, go home and write out your pros and cons. I am definitely a pen and paper girl and I write everything down because that's how I'm expressing myself and that's how I go back to remember about things that I didn't like or that I didn't like. And even sometimes we can't stiff arm situations right away. At least you'll be able to control what you can do and prep yourself for a situation that you're not so happy being in. Because I think that the mental ability that we have for ourselves is freaking amazing. And our bodies and our minds are resilient. And we learn from experiences, but we also grow from them. And I'm so happy you guys listened in today and I hope this was successful and I hope I don't have vocal fry and I hope I'm doing it all right and I hope you have a great freaking day and um, I will post those um, little charts on the blog for you to download and write out five things or three things or just a list that you want to kind of do and areas that make you happy, things that make you happy so you know where to turn sometimes when you're having a really bad day. Mm -hmm.